Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Culturescape. Now, what is Culturescape, you might ask? Culturescape is a podcast, and it's a podcast to keep you updated on all things pop culture. Star Wars, superheroes, anime, gaming, shows, movies, everything here. When we get news, we'll talk about it on here. Now, disclaimer, my partner will not be, I have a partner to do this with, and he will not be here yet. He will be here later on in the year. This is just a warm-up episode, if you will. Um, I'm just, this first episode, we're going to see how this goes. Um, I hope you can leave some constructive criticism. I would love to hear it. And honestly, I, I really just think we should get into it. Get, you know, get right into it. So, first thing we have to talk about. We got to talk about this Batman movie, all right? Now, we haven't gotten a Batman movie in, how long has it been? 2000, I want to say 2012. Let's take a look. When did The Dark Knight Rises come out? Yes, we have not gotten a Batman movie since 2012. Now, The Dark Knight has always been known as probably one of the best Batman movies. If not, at that time, it was known as the best Batman movie because of Heath Ledger's Joker. It, it, he made it great. Rest in peace. He, he made the movie so good. His performance as the Joker, I think, was incredible. And I honestly... I honestly don't know who can top it that way. I mean, a close second... My favorite Joker would probably be Mark Hamill because I played the Arkham games and I, 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 he, he, I loved him in the shows. So Mark Hamill is probably my favorite. But I will say Heath Ledger was an incredible Joker. Best live action Joker we've had, without a doubt. Now, we got, we got, our, we got a new Batman movie that came out. The Batman starring Robert Pattinson, Twilight Boy. And it did great opening weekend. It did, and I, it did better. Not than expected. I think it was actually a pretty good range of where I thought it would be opening weekend. It it had at least two hundred forty-eight point five million dollars. That's how much it made opening weekend. I don't think it made. I don't think it made as much as Spider-Man No Way Home. Sadly, as much as I love No Way Home. I really hope that Batman would pass that in opening weekend, but uh, sadly he did not. But that's okay. Okay. This is coming from uh, Collider.com. And they said, The Batman has finally hit theaters, and surprising no one, it has successfully claimed the best opening weekend and the biggest international industry opening of 2022 thus far, making... 248.5 million in its first three days globally. The Matt Reeves, the Matt Reeves, directed superhero crime epic and has became the biggest opening weekend for Warner Brothers since the Joker in 2019. And it's Warner Bros. best pandemic international opening, excluding China. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty great. I mean, the, the movie overall, I think, was so good. And I honestly just feel as if it can go in so many directions. It can go in, it's like, it opened up so many possibilities. It has. 
and it's the entire movie I felt was incredible. It the for three hours it kept going in a nice smooth motion. I wasn't bored at any point. Although there was seemed to be boring parts, I honestly think that I was not bored. At first, my initial thought of the Batman when we first heard that he was uh, that Robert Pattinson was being casted as the Batman, as many other people, I will admit. I thought it was going to be terrible because of the fact that, you know, he was known as Twilight Boy. See, I was so wrong to think that it would be bad. I was so wrong. And, like, I'm a nerd. I love things pop culture. I love DC. I love Marvel. I love all that. I'm a comic nerd and everything. And the fact that this was a, like, not completely crime fighter Batman... This was a detective Batman. We haven't gotten this since... I don't remember who, but I know we've had this once before in a Batman movie. But seeing it again, it was great. It's, it was so fun to see in live action the Batman being the world's greatest detective. And it was, it was incredible. It was incredible seeing that. And I gotta say that they did really good. And it goes to show... That Warner Brothers can make their movies good as long as they get, if they play their cards right, they can do great. So, seeing that it can, it brought in 248.5 million opening weekend is absolutely no surprise to me. Hopefully, actually I was, I was about to say, yeah, hopefully it would go past No Way Home, but to be honest, like for box office in general, not just opening weekend, I don't think it will pass No Way Home, sadly. Because Batman is probably my favorite hero of all time. As as basic as that is, he's honestly just way too cool to not be my favorite. He's he's done so much. He has so many good feats in the comics. He's he's great in like games in the Arkham series. Like the Arkham series is the best comic book uh, based game. It's debatable. It's up for debate that Spider Man could be better. But in my opinion, the Arkham series was better. I've always had a soft spot for the Arkham series, without a doubt. And the shows, Justice League Unlimited, Batman, Be Batman Beyond, um, Batman Brave and the Bold, Batman Animated Series, they, they, they had him as so cool, he was so cool. That's how I fell in love with him as a kid, or when I was younger, I watched the shows, I played the game, and I'm just thinking, wow, this guy is great. And I want to say it was because of Batman that I got into comics for DC. And it was it was also because of uh, Thor that I got into Marvel when I was younger. Uh, for the comics. And Zoe Kravitz, she, she did great as Catwoman. Absolutely incredible. And, and I honestly just think the whole cast was great. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I don't know who played Riddler. I don't know his name. But he... The Riddler was incredible. Like, I, I, I honestly think that this holds up. This gate opened a, had a nice new light for Riddler for others because he did so good as Riddler and they the way they portrayed him as, as like the Zodiac Killer. This wasn't no Joker with like his suit and tie, his green and purple suit and tie with his like little top with his little hat. No. This this Joe uh, this Riddler as ruthless as he can be in the comics. This was ruthless. He didn't hold back. Um, hopefully there are. I'm not saying any spoilers. I don't think I am. Um, uh, 
whoever was playing Penguin, I think he played a really good Penguin. And if you ask me, I'm I'm intrigued to I'm intrigued that he's getting a show. I I don't know if I'm like exactly excited for it, but it it was fun to it was fun to see him playing as Penguin. It was really fun seeing him playing as Penguin, and I. I would like to see him again as Penguin. Uh, if I, my, my, my friend and I have been, we were talking about Penguin and we were trying to debate if he would show up in any of the other Batman movies. I said no, he said yes. I said no strictly because of the fact that he's getting his own show. I want to say that's the only reason. But, of course, he, he, my friend brought up a great point. He runs the underworld. There is no underworld without Penguin right now, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that he did so good as Penguin, I would not be surprised if they wanted him to play as Penguin again in the movies. I guess he played as Penguin in the Batman. What's his name? Colin Farrell. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin Farrell. He did he did great as Penguin. And the makeup the makeup artist they they outdid themselves. Like I was, uh, I thought that's what he actually looked like, like how we did in the Batman movie. But I was on TikTok and I see he was getting interviewed. I was like, wait, that's Colin Farrell. He looks completely different. I was, I was truly thrown off by the fact that that was Penguin. He did really good. Now, uh, Carmine Falcone. He, his actor. He was pretty good in the movie, I will say. But if you ask me, I think they should have brought in the Falcone from the Gotham series. As good as the Falcone from the movie was, I feel that the he was he was better portrayed in Gotham. That could that's just my opinion. Others could probably see it in other ways, but that's just me. I honestly think that it was great. He was, he was great, you know. Now, Jim Gordon. The Jim Gordon of uh, the Batman movie. He was solid. I, I also think that they should have brought in the Jim Gordon from the Gotham series. Because that Jim Gordon was incredibly cool. I, I loved him. He was so good in Gotham. But the, um, the Jim Gordon from the movie kind of had like that, uh, kind of had that. 80s 90s cop feel you know like he was he just gave off that vibe like he was that one cop who was like really really into the job and like really loved his job and would do anything to protect something like that you know what i'm saying and he he did great he did great still um everybody in the movie i think did honestly a great job with their characters and i i hope we see I hope we see Zoe Kravis again. We will see Colin Farrell again. We'll probably see Jim Gordon again. At some point, we might get a Barbara Gordon. Maybe. And just very well done with the movie. I I'm, I was honestly like, I left that theater in awe. I was hype. I want to see it again. I've been wanting to see it again. It was just so good. I... I Enjoyed every single moment of it. Oh, also, speaking of the Batman, there have been rumors that we will be getting 
a Robin in the second Batman movie, which I think is the good way to go. If they're gonna if they're gonna make a few movies, I think a second, like in the second movie, they would bring in um Dick Grayson. I think that's fair. That's good. He has to be young though, as my friend and I were talking about. He has to be young. We're trying to figure out who will be a good cast, and we still don't know, to be honest with you. But if we're going young, we're going Batman. I think it was animated series. He was like just starting off. He was like super, super young. He was he was wearing he was wearing them shorts, like them short, short shorts, you know. <laughs> so if they do that, I think they could. They're going in the right direction. Hope I don't think they will get to Damien. I I truly doubt they'll get to Damien Wayne, uh, Robin. Probably they will. Probably hopefully get to Tim Drake, Robin. If they're going to make this a whole trilogy, the whole franchise, they they I hope we can at least get the three Robins. Damien, sure that'd be nice, but we would also there's a lot of factors that play into that. We need to meet Ra's al Ghul, we need to meet Talia Ghul and all that. So like I feel that just be too much. Everybody else, that'd be pretty simple. Um so like Second movie, we get we get Dick Grayson, Robin. Third movie, hopefully, he's Nightwing, and then possibly we get Jason Todd. And I hope we we stick with the origin story of uh, Jason Todd taking the wheels off the Batmobile and Bruce catching him. That that's always been really funny to me. So I would love to see that in, uh, in theaters. You know what I'm saying? And the next movie probably will be Red It'll probably be Red Hood Older, maybe. And then him getting killed by Joker. Leading into the next movie being him becoming Red Hood. Which, I must say, Red Hood is probably my favorite anti-hero. Then Deadpool. So, we'll see what direction they go into. Hopefully Scarecrow's the second movie villain. Only because I see Scarecrow in a new way because of the Arkham series. After Arkham Knight, I was like, Scarecrow's insane. I have a newfound respect for him. And I want to see him in the second Batman movie. That's just me. But I think he's a fairly underrated villain. And I, I at first, I didn't know how I felt about Riddler being the villain for the first one. But my eyes have been opened because of that and he at first i was thinking to myself i've never heard anyone say the riddler is their favorite villain until i'm like okay i could see how people would think riddler is their favorite villain now so yeah i mean they i feel i feel they'll get their casting right you know for because they did for the first batman movie they did great with the casting for pretty much everybody um second movie let's just have hope that they have a great casting and then and so on for the future movies. I honestly think that it will be a hit as long as they play their cards right. I mean, like I said, this goes to show how well Warner Brothers does with their with their um with their casting in their movies. Like they can do so good with it as long as they do good. Like they play their stuff right. That that's what I believe. So I got a bit off topic there, but. You know, like I said, it doesn't surprise me that it brought in, like, 248.5 million opening weekend. 
because Batman's a big character for so many people. For a lot of adults, Batman was their very first comic. And it's just like, I could see how a lot of people love the character. And I would could see how people would want to see the movie really bad, bringing in all this money. So, you know, well done, Warner Brothers. <laughs> well done. Let's just hope that, you know, the other movies are good. Flash, Shazam, Black uh, Adam, etc. We'll see. Ah. Second topic for today. The second topic today. Scream 6. Lord have mercy. Scream 5. Came out this year, I'm pretty sure. Sometime January, February. Scream 6. Not 6, 5. Scream 5 was terrible. I'm gonna just say that straight up. Scream 5 was not good at all. Now, the reason I bring up Scream is because Scream 6 has been greenlit. Why? Just why? Because, I, I, I say that because the fifth one wasn't good. The only reason I would understand why I got greenlit for a sixth one was because Probably box office sales. Like, that could be the only thing I could think of. Like, I, I have not heard a single person say they enjoyed Scream 5. I I just did not find it good. I think it was bad. And it's so much about it that it made sense. But at the same time, I'm sitting there like, I'm not enjoying this at all. And the fact that I'm not enjoying it, you know, I don't want to be there. I almost walked out. But I was with my friends, so I, I can't necessarily just do that. So, this comes from BuzzFeed. Yeah. Now, we have a Twitter post here from at Screen Movies. They say, these days, you got to have a sequel. I'm coming back for more. If you ask me, some, sometimes you do got to have a sequel, but this you don't need a sequel for. BuzzFeed goes on to say, in a joint statement on Thursday, Paramount Pictures and Spyglass Entertainment confirmed that a sixth screen movie has officially been greenlit and that the same writers, directors, and producers, including executive producer Kevin Williamson, who wrote the screenplays for the original Scream, Scream 2, and Scream 4, will be returning. Now, why? Why? Simply just why. I don't think it's necessary to keep going on with the franchise. As much, listen, I understand that Scream was a, it was a huge part of the horror franchise. I do understand that. I really do. But some things just gotta come to an end. If you ask me, okay? And the fact that they're just gonna keep going and they're making a sequel, they'll probably have a, they'll have a, another movie a third movie going on with it i just don't think it's necessary because i don't even think the movie got good reviews by critics by anyone i mean of course there were people that liked it of course but me and a lot of other people did not enjoy it at all so i just think making a sequel is pointless although it may not be pointless for them because they'd probably make a ton of money off of it it would be pointless for the people 
that want to go see it because, you know, they might not enjoy it. I, if you ask me, I don't really think it's worth it to make another one. But that's, that's just them, I guess. Um, I, 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 I feel as if, for me, the only scream I enjoyed was the first one. The other ones, I just didn't like. It kind of felt like the same thing going on, you know? So, well, what was the point? And it kind of is the same thing going on, especially with Scream 5, you know? Because it starts off the same. Girl home alone gets a call from a uh, ghost face. Get, they have a conversation, get asked a bunch of uh, questions. Uh, ghost face gets more aggressive as the conversation goes, threatens her. Next thing you know, he tried to kill her in the movie. He didn't succeed, but like, you know, you get what I'm saying. So it's kind of the same thing at the end of the day. I just don't like that. It gets repetitive and it was repetitive, especially for the, for this movie. So I, I think it's fair to say that it's just not worth it. And I think they should stop. I, I do think they should stop as much as a huge impact that it had on the horror movie franchise. They need to stop. <laughs> they need to be stopped. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, people are still going to go see it. Who knows? Maybe it'll be good. Maybe they'll enjoy it. Well, we'll have to see for that. Okay. And and my make a let's let you know let's get like another Freddy Krueger movie or something. You know, like for example, with uh, movies that also need to be stopped. Halloween. That, that Halloween needs to be stopped too. That that new Halloween movie, Halloween Kills. First of all, it ain't make no sense. Like my guy literally got jumped, and some people had sharp objects. Dude got up as if it was no problem. Come on. Come on. I, I still don't understand. I, I still don't know if he has supernatural abilities or he's just or he's just some type of god. I, I don't understand. Okay? <laughs> I don't. Like, you could be coming at dude with the saw, with a chainsaw. You could put it right through him. Take it out. He'll fall. He won't get back up for like an hour, maybe. If you sit in there, he, this is exactly, he gonna, like, be laying down, and then he'll just get up. He'll just get up from it. I, I don't, I, it, it makes no sense. And the movie overall was just boring. And that's kind of how it was for Scream, you know. It's at that point where it, some, some franchises just need to end. Because they would be dragging it, dragging it along which they kind of are, and it gets repetitive, which it has been. And it's just, you know, why bother? It's, you know, that, that's just my opinion, though, you know? Well, we'll see how, we will see how it goes with this one. Um, I think they'll be bringing in most of the people from the new movie, like Jenna Ortega, maybe. You know, something like that. We'll, we'll see. It was nice seeing a uh, old dude though again that played that played one of the two ghost faces in the first scream. I love seeing that. That was great. It was he was cool. <clears throat> he 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 got so old that it's kind of funny, you know. But scream one is probably top five. 
top three for me actually number two it's probably my second favorite horror movie number one it chapter two or it one i don't know yet but it is it's a great franchise that's falling off hard that's kind of just that's kind of just where i'm at with that you know what i'm saying and if you ask me it's just not worth it it's not that's that's just what i had to say about screen that's just my opinion on it now our third topic today is turning red turning red i'm pretty sure is about a girl it's a disney and pixar movie or whatever it's about a girl who can turn into a red panda i don't think i'm gonna watch it i personally i honestly just think that it's pointless if you ask me I, I'm not going to watch it. it. I mean, it looks odd. It looks interesting, I guess. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how to feel about it yet. I, I might check it out, but I doubt I will. Maybe if I'm really, really bored, I will. But the reason I bring it up is because it broke a record for Disney+. Plus. It broke the record for most streamed viewership. On Disney Plus, because it wasn't released in a theater, I don't think, or it was, but it also got a, it just released on Disney Plus as well. I'm not sure if it got released in a theater or not, but basically, this is what Screen Rant has to say about that. They say nearly a week, uh, nearly a week after the film first premiered, Disney has revealed that Turning Red has broken the Disney Plus global viewership opening record. The streaming platform determines this record based on the total number of hours watched in the first three days. Checking, uh, check out this uh, exciting announcement below. Exciting. It's basically it's a Twitter post coming from the Pixar Turning Red account saying thank you to all the fans around the world who embraced their panda and made Disney and Pixar's Turning Red the number one film premiere on Disney Plus around the world. Screen Rant also goes on to say, the reveal that Turning Red has broken Disney Plus's global viewership opening record should come as an exciting news, come as exciting news for those who fell in love with Pixar's latest, but also may not come as much of a surprise. While the Batman continues to dominate at the box office two weeks after its release, release theaters have been devoid of any family-friendly movies since the new year kicked off, the closest being Channing Tatum's Dog. First of all, that movie looks odd, like I said. Though its emotionally heavy experience may have kept many parents feeling wary of taking their children to the film. That's big. As much as I'm not interesting, interested in seeing the movie, that's honestly a really big thing. Um, it's it's cool. It's cool to see that you know they got something like that, and you know it's good for it's good for parents to show their kids. You know, like it's that would be. A, it seems like I've seen the trailers. It seems like a movie that would be very great for a parent to show their kid to watch with. You know what I'm saying? And Sure, the concept is interesting. It like it looks. It's just like it's not for me. But I will say that it was really cool to see that. You know, I, uh, a few of my friends watched it. They said they liked it a lot. So who knows? Maybe I'll check it out. Um, 
Disney Plus has been making making big moves. I will say they they've made some great releases lately, even if it it wasn't a theatrical release. So they made a few. They made a few actually, and seeing that this one was the one, I'm also not surprised that this broke the record for most hours watched. I'm not surprised. I'm I'm no I'm not biased. I will even if I'm not interested, I will give them credit where credit is due. So this is great. Well done. Well well done, Pixar. Well done. Um, and this you know that's 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 pretty cool. The animation style looks fun. It looks fun. I will say no no. It looks fun. Okay, and yeah, that's just that's big, man. That's big. That's big. So I honestly think they that's a round of applause. To them, you know what I'm saying. So of all things, I I hope they keep up with hope they keep up with that type of with that type of thing, you know. Like I hope they keep making movies that will break records, you know. Even if it's not a theatrical release, I hope they keep making movies that'll just pop off, that'll just go crazy. So, you know they they outdid themselves for this one, like for this record. Like I said, I haven't seen the movie. I actually might check it out. I'm not gonna lie. Now, now that I talk about it, like I might check it out. So, with that being said, just good job. Hope they keep up the good work, and just keep doing them. Now, with Disney, like speaking of Disney, since we're on the topic, what day is it? Today is the nineteenth. Three days ago, they had put in the Marvel section. They have put. The TVMA shows, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Defenders, and Iron Fist. Sweet! <laughs> you know, I mean, I always like seeing them put, like, more things on the Marvel Star Wars category. Like, I like seeing that. It's really cool to see. And I still need to see Jessica Jones. I don't think I plan on watching uh Iron Fist, because I've heard that it was terrible. Luke Cage, I'm going to have to check out. And Defenders, I will watch. Um, Daredevil, I'm in the middle of watching. I kind of stopped for a long period of time. But I honestly think that's pretty big. Because I think that since they have parental controls now as well. So since they're bringing in the TVMA shows, they have parental controls. They could definitely be bringing in a lot more things that like are kind of like TVMA or R. I don't really think Deadpool or Lo Logan will be on it because they were so graphic. I don't I don't really think they'll go as far as to putting those two on there. But they could put future projects on there that are TVMA and rated R that are not as graphic as Deadpool and Logan. Parents aren't necessarily happy about that. Probably because that they think that Disney is for children now, or no, no, sorry, not now. It's always, they've always thought that it's always been for children, which at a point it was until we got Star Wars and Marvel. Now, um, they try to make Marvel movies kid-friendly too, true, but at the same time, there also is just like moments that aren't as kid friendly if you get what i'm saying you know and it's 
at this point, sure, a lot of Disney things are for kids still. But some things aren't now, like for Marvel and Star Wars. Like Star Wars, you literally see like limbs getting chopped off or something like that. Marvel, people are dying, getting killed, stuff like that. Tortured, you know, that's not very kid-friendly if you ask me. So I could see why they're mad, but at the same time, they need to be open about it. I, like, especially if they have a child, I could see why they're mad. But like I said, they need to be open about it. Um, so I think this is a really huge step for Disney. Putting these shows, movies in with the whole Disney Plus thing, you know. And the parental controls, I think that's good, that's fair. So, I honestly think that's great. Big step, big step. Now, a little, a, a second little subtopic going along with Disney and Marvel. Daredevil. Well, this is, no, this is a topic, topic. Let, let's, let's say this is, that's third topic for the day. Third topic of the day is Daredevil. There have been reports saying that Daredevil is getting a reboot of sorts. And it's kind of confusing so here this is from games radar and they say just days after daredevil moved from netflix to disney plus reports have emerged that matt murdoch could be getting the reboot treatment production weekly an industry magazine that reports on which movies and on which movies and shows are entering productions list deadpool reboot in the last round of listing released on March 17th. Marvel's Deadpool 3, Madam Web, and Craven the Hunter, all three of which have confirmed updates over the last week. Um Deb like like for Deadpool 3 being added adding Sean Levy as director and Madam Web having Sydney Sweeney uh join the cast and Christopher I'm not going to say his last name because I don't want to butcher it. He joins Craven the Hunter as the villain, the foreigner. Now, the Madam Web Sydney Sweeney thing, we will be talking about in a topic as well today. So I won't get into that. So we will just be sticking with Daredevil. Daredevil. I'm on season two. And what I've seen so far, I love it. It's like, I mean, although I stopped, I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy seeing Matt Murdock as a... Daredevil, and he said himself on, a, I think it was a Twitter post, he said that he's open to doing, like, making a reboot, making a PG-13 Daredevil. I'm, I mean, if you ask me, I don't think having a PG-13 Daredevil is the best idea. Like, sure, he can be PG-13 in comics and all that, but he's also a very brutal character in the comics. And he was brutal in the show. You get what I'm saying? And, like, I I feel a PG-13 type reboot, quote-unquote, would not be the best move. But at the same time, you never know. It could honestly be good. Marvel knows what they're doing. Kevin Feige knows what he is doing. He knows what he's doing for all these Marvel projects. Like, a lot of the Marvel projects have been great. Apart from excluding one of the Hulk movies, Thor, The Dark World, debatably Captain Marvel. Otherwise, the movies have been great. 
So I think I think Feige knows what he's doing if he does choose to go in the PG thirteen route for Daredevil. I do think that. Um, if if they do go that route, I'll watch it still. Like I think they said they will make it a show. I will still watch it since I I feel obligated to. Since first of all, well I said hold on I that just hit me I said Matt Burdock was Courtney Cox. Sorry, Courtney Cox said that he would be Daredevil again. Now, the it's more of the fact I I'm always gonna like stand by the facts of you know or why did I say Courtney Charlie Cox? What am I thinking? I am Jesus, that's embarrassing. Charlie Cox. He. He was a great Daredevil on the show, from as far as I watch, and I think he will continue being a great Daredevil. It was incredible seeing him in No Way Home. As soon as I saw him, I knew exactly who he was. And that and that one-liner he said, he was just like, I'm just a great lawyer. That hit me. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. So, well done to them with that. We're bringing him into No Way Home. Um, And I'll... I'll I'll still be with it, I guess, if they make a PG-13. So, a reboot, not the worst idea. They already kind of rebooted Kingpin. He's not, he doesn't seem to be the same Kingpin as he did in the show. Like, the Kingpin in Marvel, he not at, like, he don't got the high-rise apartments or nothing like that. Um, but, and he had, he's, like, in a, in a hut or something in Hawkeye. And usually he's like really deadly and he follows and like he sure he was deadly in Hawkeye, but like he wasn't that deadly and they they changed his body figure. They made him more like how he looks in the comics. Like broader shoulders, I'm pretty sure. Um, which I was fine with. It was just more it feels like that's not Kingpin. But they can still do something else with him, of course. I, I know they will do something else with him at some point. So and we have and it's Vincent D'Onofrio kingpin that was the kingpin from daredevil and now he was a great kingpin so far from what i've seen so they i'm with it if you ask me still another daredevil versus kingpin i i can see it i can see it i wonder if they're gonna change his suit marvel tends to, and the mcu tends to go into like for their suits more technological kind of looking which I, i'm not i'm not opposed to if they do that with daredevil i just like his old suit from the show so that's kind of just like my thoughts on daredevil getting a reboot of sorts that concludes that topic that's a uh, topic number three yes wait no topic number four five yes four okay it's four now, we'll get into some Marvel news a bit later, like some more later in the podcast. But I wanted to talk about Netflix. Netflix has recently announced that they will be charging an extra fee for account sharing outside of your household. Which is pretty smart on them. Like, that's good for them, but bad for others that use other people's accounts or share accounts because some others might not want to share accounts anymore because they don't want to pay that extra fee, you know. That can that can stack up pretty quick. 
So this is coming from Business Insider. And they say, through the test, Netflix will start letting standard and premium plan customers add accounts for up to two people that they are that don't live for an oh no sorry let me read that again through the test netflix will start letting standard or premium plan customers add accounts for up to two people they don't live that they don't live with for an extra monthly charge these extra members quote unquote will have their own profiles personalized recommendations and logins and passwords so basically with the password thing i don't know really how that's gonna work for real but like I'm going to guess that it's probably like, uh, how would I put this? It's probably going to be like, I honestly couldn't even guess. So like for, they, they've already started testing this. The, the fee is the fee for Chile is 2380 pesos which in our currency is two dollars and 98 cents in costa rica it's three dollars in peru it's two dollars and 11 cents like i said that money could stack up pretty quickly and you know not too many people would probably want to pay for that so and and they also go to say netflix will also let basic standard and premium plan customers allow people sharing their account to transfer their profile information to a new account or an extra member sub-account. When moving over, they'll keep their viewing history, personalized recommendations, and they will be keeping their My List section. Like if you were to go into a show and you press Add to My List, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's interesting. I, I will say I am surprised they didn't do this sooner probably because that you know password sharing is a big thing you know people do it a lot so i mean that doesn't surprise me so with that it's like some people don't like it some do some think it may uh, it's like perfect some people despise the idea which i can see why but my opinion on it is sure i mean i don't share my account with anybody outside my household and actually i, I share an account with my parents not in my account like that um and it makes sense that they're doing this because shoot if you go if you go they they notice they say if you're gonna share your account you better bring me my money too because you know what i'm saying like that's a good way to get money some people will still do it, of course. Actually, a lot of people still password share, probably. But others won't, of course. And it's good for them. Bad for others, like I said. And with that, it's just more of the fact that how bad would that, how bad could that get, I will say. Because with that, it's just. I something could probably go wrong. I feel somebody would try to find an exploit for that to try to like not pay the fee. And there are definitely like ways around not, you know, having to pay the fee and still account share. So 
Sure. I mean, I mean, that's a good way for them to get money. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner. So that's interesting. I, I, it didn't even come to mind anymore. Like I used to think about that in like, like a year or two ago, like they could make money off of that, but they will be now. I don't know when they, I don't know when it'll, uh, when it'll be coming out officially, but at some point it will, and people are going to be furious. I can almost guarantee it. I can, I can imagine the, I can imagine the Twitter post now. Jesus. They, they be going off on Netflix. But that's, 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 that's insane that they're doing that now. Um, because, yeah, they, they, they notice, they know. Account sharing, that, that's, they know. So I'll give them, I'll give them that for being able to charge, you know. Um, yeah, so that's, that's just the standing on the Netflix thing. There wasn't too much to say about that. Now, the next topic for today is, uh, is, uh, the boys, the boys topic. First, we'll talk about season four getting greenlit already, and season three already hasn't, hasn't even come out yet. So this is from Scream Rant, and they say, The Boys Season 3 is, is set to begin airing on June 3rd, 2022, and run for eight episodes. Uh, in addition to promoting Claudia Domit, I'm not even going to try to, and Kobe Minfei to series regulars, The Boys will be adding Supernatural star Jensen, Jensen A., to cast as the Captain America parody Soldier Boy. Oh wow, so so he know okay, so they know he's a bet like a bootleg. It has also been teased that Butcher will be developing his own superpowers that uh, this season in a shocking twist that is in line with the events of the comics. Now while speaking with a variety at the SXSW Film Festival, Urban let someone potentially uh or yep potentially big news slip while talking about the recently announced upcoming star trek 4 movie he mentioned his overall schedule and that he will be shooting the boys throughout the end of the year considering that the boys season 4 has not been officially greenlit yet this is a bit of a older new uh this is a bit of a older article this could just be a confident statement of a block of time that he has carved out that he has carved out that hasn't been 100% confirmed or a tech or a tactic acknowledgement that an announcement is coming. So this is a bit of a older article. Now I, I couldn't find one saying that it has been greenlit, but basically there was a post saying that it's coming, you know, they officially greenlit and they're going to start production soon. And I'm with it. I love the show. I love the show. And they released a season three trailer. The season three trailer looked so, so good. Butch is my favorite character. So the fact that he's getting powers is like insane to me. <laughs> and it's just, it's so cool to me that he's actually going to have abilities. 
and he's gonna I, he's gonna probably gonna go toe to toe with Homelander finally. I know that he what that's what he's been wanting. I know that's what Butcher has been wanting. He's been wanting to to get a Homelander's throat, but he, before he know he couldn't because Homelander could you know kill him very quickly and very easily. But now they matching. I don't know how he got the abilities. I don't. I, I I'm pretty sure there was that drug that uh gave people abilities or enhanced their abilities i don't remember either way i don't think he took it i think something happened to give him abilities as well almost the same ones as homelander because when he was about to do the eye lasers it kind of looked the same how homelander was going to do it as well i'm really excited i mean they i forgot where they, i forget how they left us off in uh season two actually i do remember but i'm not going to say it because that contains spoilers i'm pretty sure so basically left off on a cliffhanger we're gonna be we're gonna be getting a new hero uh soldier boy <laughs> captain america basically you know how everybody has their bootleg like the bootleg version of a superhero the boys homelander superman uh queen mave wonder woman uh a train Flash or Quicksilver, whatever one. Uh, the sign of the mute, the mute. I forgot his name, Batman. But like, still, this season looks very interesting. The trailer it gave us uh, not too much, but it gave us enough to kind of get a like idea of what's gonna be going on, you know. And I'm really excited. I can't wait for it to come out. I think they. I don't remember when it still was coming out. So, and the fact that we're going to be getting a season four, and even if some, even if the, even if it's like, even if it's not going to be that good, I feel I'm enjoying it still. You know, it was, it was so, so cool to me. And, you know, it's the boys, it had a new style, or at least for me, it had a different type of style. <laughs> Excuse me. It had a different type of style for it. And like the whole concept of these heroes are pretending to be good, but at the same time, they're not actually good people. And they show how that's so. So the fact that they do that, I love, you know, I honestly just, I like seeing the evil versions of superheroes like because that's interesting because i i want to see what what they would do and how they would do it so you know they're they're doing good on that i will say i just feel this season it's gonna be a good one i gotta say season two was probably the best season maybe actually i feel season one could be the best season now it's cool seeing how they use their abilities and just the different characters like homelander you know superman i like seeing how they show his laser blasts how he uses his strength all of that um a train how it make as he runs it makes a train noise that's really cool and it's just you know this show it could be one of the best amazon shows know if it's better than invincible invincible was really really good so that's kind of up for debate you know but overall i'm with it if you ask me
So that's kind of just where I stand on uh, the boys now. I like what what's going on with that. The next topic we have more Marvel. Whoa. Now, as I mentioned before, we have a we have Sydney Sweeney, uh, the Euphoria star. I don't know who she played. I never watched the show. Um, she has been casted in Madam Web, Sony the the Madam Web movie that's coming out that Sony's making, and this comes from ComicBook.com. And they say, Sony's getting ready to film the next project in its superhero franchise, and it just cast and it just cast a rising star. Wednesday afternoon, news surfaced: Madam Web had cast Euphoria and White Lotus star Sydney Sweeney in a undisclosed role. The news itself is pretty big in its own right, despite Sweeney's character still being kept under wraps. What happened after the news was revealed, however, has some Marvel fans scratching their head. Sharing a screenshot of the news to her social media accounts, Sweeney has not only tagged Madam Webb's Dakota Johnson, who will be playing Madam Webb, in her post, but she also tagged Sony Pictures and Marvel Studios. Despite the two studios working together with the film rights to Spider-Man, only Spidey's trilogy and the closing moments of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, technically take place within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the picture is just her posting on her Instagram story, and it's the news from Deadline saying, Euphoria Sydney Sweeney to co-star opposite Dakota Johnson in Sony, Sony's Marvel pick, Madam Web. Picture, Madam Web. I don't. I still don't know how I feel about Madame Web having a movie. Um, I I really don't. Although, that could set up a few things. Since Madame Web like controls the web of the multi the web of spiders, which is like she sees all Spider Men and women and things, animals, all all those stuff. She sees all spider beings. If you and she, I'm pretty sure she can create portals to each universe, so that could be her uh, setting up a next Spider Verse type movie. That might be when we get Miles Morales after Madam Web's movie. Who knows? Um, because she also was in the Spider Man game, was it Web of Shadows? Yes, it was. I think, I think it was Web of Shadows. And she like, you know, she brought twenty ninety nine Spider Man and Earth One Spider Man together, or whatever. I forgot what they called their main Earth. Uh, their Earth One Spider Man. I'm gonna just call it Earth One. So, if we get a potential Spider Verse type movie, I'm totally with it. I'm just not necessarily with the movie. Um, they're probably going for a younger Madam Web. Because of the fact that she, Dakota Johnson, is not that, she does not look that old. Like, Madame Webb is old, old. So, they're probably going for, like, a type of origin, maybe. Since she's so young. It would not make sense to make her as old. Or, unless they're going CG, unless they're doing some CGI with, I feel. 
they could have just casted an older an older person, but you know, whatever. So the fact that Sydney Sweeney is being on casted, I can I don't have an opinion on her since I've never since she's known for being on White Lotus and mainly Euphoria now. Since I've never seen Euphoria, I don't I can't like formulate an opinion on how well I think she will do. But from what my friends say, I feel she would be is a she would be a solid character to be in the Marvel universe, you know. And I don't know who she could be playing. I don't really know any characters around Madame Web that could be her that she could play as. There have been people saying that she would be playing as Spider Gwen. And we have also gotten news that Jaden Smith might be playing as um Miles Morales. So, you know, a little team up there could possibly be happening if Jaden Smith is actually being casted as Miles Morales. So that kind of like made me think, oh okay, that makes that would make sense if they both were playing Spider Gwen and Miles Morales. Which I think she could pull off Spider Gwen, you know. That that would be that would be cool to see seeing Spider Gwen and Miles Morales on live action, like in live action movie. I think that would actually be great, if you ask me. So I I mean I'm gonna say she will probably do great. Since Euphoria is such a big show, it was a big hit, um I've heard a lot about her character in the show. So I don't know, may I feel she could be great. She could be great, without a doubt. Um because that's where she kind of became huge. You know, that's where she got her name, Euphoria. For her, like, that, I think it was Euphoria that she truly got her name. So, shoot. Welcome to the Marvel Universe, Sydney Sweeney. Like, that's, you know, like, what I have to say. I, I can't wait to find out who she will be playing. I honestly can't. I, I really cannot wait to see who she's playing. That would be really cool. To find out if she is being Spider-Gwen. I would love to see that. Um, I just don't know how they play that in. Possibly. I don't know. End credit maybe. She sells up. I don't know. But shoot. I'm with it. She she, she, she could do good. I, I have faith. Because um, they Marvel does a very good job with their castings. I feel they know what they're doing. And even if it feels as if they're not, they prove many, many times they do. So that's that's my standing on the Madam Web type thing going on. Next topic, third to last topic of the podcast episode of Culturescape. This one I can just leave right here. We have... Moon Knight. Now, if we could just take a second to just look at this picture, okay? This poster looks incredible. You see Isaac, uh, Oscar Isaac on the left side as his normal personality. Mr. Knight on his right side. And if you don't know who Mr. Knight is, the best way I could probably like uh, sum it up for you is he is a the detective side the detective personality of Moon Knight and if you don't know who Moon Knight is he is a character who has a personality disorder I guess I don't know um who 
he basically has multiple personalities who each do different things. Like I said, the one on the left is his normal personality, that's him. The one on the right, Mr. Knight, detective. The one in the middle is crime fighter Moon Knight for the most part. That is like the Batman of Marvel right here. His postal looks great. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's like Egyptian. Uh, like they worship Egyptian guys, so they're trying to go for like an Egyptian like look. Um, his gadget looks sweet, kind of like a batarang. I forgot what he called his thing that he throws. Um, <clears throat> the suit overall, I, I honestly just feel looks really good. At first, I had my doubts when I first saw the trailer, but like the more I looked at it, the more I saw it, I was like, okay, this is actually pretty sweet because it's kind of like bandages wrapping around him as he comes into his uh, personality. And like his eyes are glowing. It just looks cool. And the hood... The hood's a big part. You can't not do the hood right. Like you have, you cannot do the hood wrong. If you do it wrong, then what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Look at it. It looks great. Now, I for one am very excited for this show. People who have seen the show have been saying this is the best Marvel series out there. Um, my guy told me that it's Marvel dark, but not too dark. Which, or like, is Marvel dark, but not really dark. Which is actually not a bad thing. Because if you've ever seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, this is an example of Marvel dark. If you've ever seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, John Walker, John Walker, he's mad. His homeboy got killed. He's mad. So, with him being mad, he... Catches the guy who he thought did it. He has cap shield in his hand. And he has the dude on the ground. He slams his shield into his head. Into dog's head. And like, or, or wherever. You don't see it. But it goes into a camera angle where he has the shield. And you see the blood on the shield. That was the darkest. And I mean the darkest moment in the mcu in my opinion like you literally see the blood there he killed him the person who's supposed to be the new captain america killed the guy and it's like the symbolism of it like they they the blood on the shield that had the internet going insane for a while because that we've never seen something like that 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 caught everybody by surprise I, I honestly love the fact that they did that and to show that they can go dark with it. And the fact that they're saying it's Marvel dark is not a bad thing at all. Because they can still get pretty dark with it without having to show them actually killing someone or showing all that gore. Wait a minute. God dang it, that kind of contradicts my whole thing about Daredevil. I take back everything I said about Daredevil, I think. Okay. Um... <laughs> They, uh, yeah, I, I guess I take it back. But, yeah, I gotta say, this this show looks absolutely, like, trailers had me hooked. Um, the character in general, I'm loving it. I This poster makes me happy. I like it, you know. I can't wait to see what other personalities they show, which, if they do, which I, I, I do think they will show a lot more of the personalities he's, uh, he has. So, you know, sweet. Comes out March 30th. It is the 19th. 11 more days, I'm pretty sure. 
11 more days. I'm excited. I'm excited. I hope, I hope you're all excited too. And, you know, let's all enjoy this. Because I have high, high hopes for this. Now, two more topics. We have the next topic. Oh, this pains me. Jesus. This pains me to talk about. Next topic we have is Miss Marvel. Hmm. <sighs> okay. Let me get this one over with. Miss Marvel is my second favorite Marvel character. You don't hear that much. You you I, I don't think I've heard anyone else say that Miss Marvel is at least in their top three for favorite heroes, but Miss Marvel is my number two. I fell in love with I fell in love with the character after reading her comic that came out in 2016. I'm pretty sure that's when she was first introduced as well. Um whew. The trailer got released um on Tuesday, I think. Monday or Tuesday. I saw the trailer. And the trailer itself looked fine. It, it, it looked a bit off. It looked a bit CW-ish. But, like, this trailer was still, like, interesting. I was intrigued. Like, and, like, them putting the music in, I, I think it was a good fit. Because it's kind of like a... Not, it's kinda, it looks like a 90s kind of, like, style sitcom. Kind of. It, it's it's kind of hard to explain. Here is the problem I have with Miss Marvel. Or the... So, Miss Marvel, it's her powers, okay? Her powers are completely different from the comics. Now, there's a reason for that. There is a understandable reason as to why her powers look different. They don't want people thinking that she's just the same as Fanta uh, Mr. Fantastic with the stretchy powers, because that's the power she had in the comics, stretchy abilities. And it's just... I understand what they're trying to do. I just don't like it. The the post this poster right here I think looks cool. It's based in Jersey. She's a high school girl. Her let me let me explain her original comic or her original comic origin. She gets her abilities from a mysterious blue fog. As odd as that may sound, that's how she gets her powers. She gets her ability to stretch. She can turn into someone else. She can make herself bigger. She can make herself smaller. She can embigger her hands. She can make things bigger. She can make things smaller. Simple. And I like that. She used her abilities in a very unique way apart from Mr. Fantastic. Now, I'm going to explain to you the origin from what it looks like in this show. From the looks, she goes somewhere. She finds bracelets. She puts on the bracelets, and her abilities are cosmic-based. I'm going to see if I can pull up a picture of how her abilities look in the in this show. Um, And it's like, I, I don't like the way it looks, because her abilities aren't stretchy anymore. It's constructs. And I don't like that at all um here right here is probably the best way or this is how it looks in the show okay her abilities aren't 
like stretchy if you see you can still see her fist and the fist she made is a construct she's green lantern at this point man like i mean like that's just how it is she's green lantern okay i don't know how they're gonna use her abilities kevin feige like i said before earlier kevin feige knows what he's doing so who knows maybe they'll do something with this but i don't like it so far I don't like the way her powers look so far. And a ton of people don't like her powers so far. They know who she is in the comic. As I've said to my friends before, if you are just a MCU watcher, movies, shows, that's fine. I could I could understand how you would think this is cool. But for a comic reader who knows, has knowledge on the character, I honestly don't like it. And she, and like in the trailer, she was making constructs under her feet to make her walk in midair, you know. There's not her that makes no sense, man. I don't know what they're gonna do with this. I don't, I, with her powers. If you ask me, I just feel it's not the way to go. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll have to see what they do with this. Well, I don't know. That's just my stand on that. I could probably go a bit longer for that. Actually, I don't think I could. That's It's not much to say for that, you know. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that. On the last topic, I wanted, I wanted to save this one for last, for a little pick-me-up. Last topic for the day. We have Obi-Wan. Oh, man. This trailer alone just, oh, oh my god, this trailer alone just looks great. Or not trailer, poster. And the trailer looked great. I remember I was sitting in class and like I'm trying not to squeal and like and this like the trailer, the poster, everything about this looks great. Um, hopefully they execute and they make it incredible. This will be kind of like a short topic to talk about, but Obi Wan Kenobi, we he he uh, he got his show announced like two years ago maybe. We finally got it. We finally got our trailer, and. Let me tell you this this trailer the trailer was incredible. Um they the inquisit they brought in inquisitors, they look great. Um they brought like they brought in at uh not Thrawn, they brought in the Grand Inquisitor that had like the mark the ball guy or whatever. They brought in Big Dude and I think they had the girl. I don't remember if they had the girl in or not. And it's just them looking for Obi-Wan or looking for Jedi, you know? And they they they, they, they will execute. I know they will. This will probably be Mandalorian level. The lightsabers look good. Um, it, it, you know, it's just, it's so, it got me tripping on my words thinking about this because I'm so excited for this. I'm, I'm a, also a huge Star Wars nerd. So seeing this just gets me excited too, you know, because we've been waiting for this one. We're having, um... The guy who played as Anakin come back. I don't know how we how that how's that gonna happen. Probably a flashback or something. Um, we see like younger younger Luke. It's gonna be cool. And the trailer when it just started putting on Duel of Fates from the first episode, literal chills. Literal chills. I. I don't know, man. Like they did really good with that. They did great. Well done. Well done. Um, yeah, they can execute with this. I feel they will. I hope we get some more guest appearances along the way. We probably will. 
I don't think we'll see Ezra. Kanan, possibly. I doubt it, though. Um, but yeah. That's all I have to say for that. And that concludes the first episode of Culturescape. Now, we ran into some problems this episode. I had to fix. Um, you know. But we're going to fix it up along the way. I don't know how the episodes are going to work. We're going to see how things go with this. And then I'll decide how th- if I want to wait until the summer to keep going or if I want to keep going now. Um, like I said before at the start, my partner, my hopefully my he will uh, join us sometime soon in the year, possibly the summer. Um, he's, he's great. I think you all enjoy his company as well. Um, the conversations will be much smoother since it will be two people. I just wanted to see how things would go for this one. And um, let me know what you think. I'll be posting this on my YouTube. Hopefully I can get this on Spotify. So, yeah, I mean, I hope to see you all again. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Culturescape. I will hopefully be back soon as well with much more topics to bring you to keep you up to date on all things pop culture and i hope you all have a joyous day